often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 552. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse yet again for almost two years straight now. A couple months away from two years straight of recording in the old penthouse here. And of course, my trusty sidekick, Agent Fox Mulder, the kitty cat, is laying behind me somewhere on the couch. At least he was. I think he's still back there. As uh, big news, big news, this podcast goes to 11 years old. (laughs) As uh, yesterday uh, being St. Patrick's Day, as today is March 18th, as I'm recording this, as of course, old St. Pat's, St. Hattie's Day 2012 is when this... uh, Shit show started. <laughs> the so a bunch of PBR and in uh, uh, the old Edwardsville, Illinois. Which you know what? I don't know that we ever named the old apartment that uh, Shelley and I uh, uh, started this in. That is a Shelley uh, apartment that he had in uh, Edwardsville above Fiona's diner. Where the humble beginnings of the Slapbox podcast started, and uh, of course the the bunker was uh, soon uh, was in to be in it as well. Is where I, I would edit everything. Is uh, that's that's where I lived for uh, the majority of the podcast. And uh, uh, yeah, the twenty twelve, the end of the world. That's when this shit started. That's when this sh- this this whole thing started, and. Uh, I'm still going. I don't know if I'd call it going strong, but still going is the uh, <laughs> key thing here. And uh, whew, yeah, it's uh, it's been a long time. It definitely feels like 11 years. It might feel like 25, 30 years at this point. I don't know. I often think with my age, I don't know how I got. Of course, I should mention St. Patty's Day is also my birthday. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I swear I went to bed at like 25 and woke up in, in my 40s. I don't know what the fuck happened with my age there. Then again, I, I do feel fucking old. As it does seem like I've done this podcast for quite some time, as I was, you know, like 31 when I started this podcast. I'm 42 now. 42. Big 4-2. Uh, <sighs> whew. Yeah, I didn't need to do the math on that. I probably should have <laughs> left that alone. But yeah, this podcast goes to 11. Like the old uh, Spinal Tap going to 11. Um, as, uh, of course, yesterday being St. Pat's, I, did know a li- uh, I, I didn't get uh, crazy for this year celebrating St. Pat's as I had to work for possibly possibly the first time in my uh, at least adult life that I went and worked on St. Patrick's Day. I know I used to go to school on St. Patrick's Day. Um, I'm not sure if I've taken off work every day of uh, on my birthday. 
not sure on that, but I know at least for a, at least a good decade or so, I've been taking off my birthday every year at work, and uh, I was unable to do so now that I'm working a new job and have yet to receive vacation time. As I don't think I get uh, any vacation yet until like uh, May. So, damn it, <laughs> I I worked on my birthday. And that that prevented me from really going out and doing much, as uh, I uh, St. Patty's Day I like to go early, you know I like to go early during the day, and uh, go and get uh, corned beef and cabbage, because even even if you go when places open, if because I want to go to a, like an actual Irish place. Now, if I wanted to go to a place that had corned beef and cabbage that wasn't an Irish pub in any way, shape, or form. I could do that, you know, pretty easily as long as I'm not going like, you know, at, you know, prime bar hours at like, you know, nine, ten at, at night or later. Um, but if I go to the old pub, the Irish pub, I got to go early, you know, gotta go early on the old Patty's Day. You gotta go it's like ten, eleven AM to to get in there, get yourself some old corned beef and cabbage, because that's, that's been a staple on my birthday for pretty much ever. I've had to have the corned beef and the cabbage. It's this, it's just so uh, ubiquitous. It's so, they go together. It's, how can you have one without the other? Although I've been eating corned beef all week on my sandwiches. Didn't have cabbage, although I had some sauerkraut. And then it, it turns out it was really sour because when I, I, I bought it this week, and I didn't notice until after I ate some that the expiration date was last month. So it's extra sour. <laughs> but that's a completely different side note. As we're going full on corned beef and cabbage here. Um, yeah, back to St. Pat's though. Again, I usually go out and uh, at least go to like... Uh, Whatever Irish establishment, although some years I've just gone to a normal bar and gotten corned beef and cabbage, but I would like to try and go to uh, an Irish pub and get the old corned beef and cabbage and get get a feel, especially since I've been to Ireland now, you know, it's like, get a little bit, I get to see the pictures of the old country there under walls, you know, County Dublin, County Mead, I don't know, County Mead, <laughs> I don't think County Mead's a thing, Count, County Clare. County, uh, you know, whatever, uh, and uh, uh, County Kong, is it, or is Kong just? I've forgotten my Irish geography. It's been too long since I've been there. Um, but go to Donegal, uh, count, go to Cork, Cork County, or County Cork, or you know, Plarney Castle. See pictures on the wall there. The cliffs are more. Anyway, I'm gonna stop doing a try to stop doing a horrible Irish accent and uh muscle through in my normal voice here uh but yeah I didn't I didn't make it to uh Irish establishment seems though I was a, a bit tired and all from from working and uh and I didn't have any uh 
Copilot. Uh, as far as I knew, nobody I knew was uh, available to uh, to go and do uh, an Irish place with me. And and really, I just I just wasn't feeling going out and around a bunch of fucking people. And you know, it gets crazy on St. Pat's at nighttime. I'm too old for that. I'm 42 now. <laughs> Again, I would have preferred to go to the place at like 10, 10 a.m. 10, 11 a.m. Uh, but so I, I, I celebrated a little bit differently this year. I, I went and to the uh, River City Music here in town and picked up uh, a vinyl of uh, the great Irish band Thin Lizzy. And uh, I got the uh, Johnny the Fox album, which they had... I was looking for, really, I was hoping to get some Flogging Molly or uh, maybe some Dropkick Murphys or something. They did not have either of those things, and I didn't want to go. I, I had to get, like, an Irish record of some sort, and uh, I didn't think to check for Van Morrison. Um, I might have skimmed through the Vs, though. Had I seen Van Morrison, we were like, oh, fuck, yeah, we're getting some Van Morrison. But either way, I, I didn't see... Didn't occur to me to check for Van Morrison. I mean, the man is from Belfast. Um, but uh, I was like, I, I got to get some kind of Irish record. And uh, I didn't want U2. I was like, nah, I'm just not real crazy about U2. There's a few songs I enjoy of U2's, of like the early shit, but uh, you know, maybe off like Joshua Tree. Other than that, not a real big... U2 guy. And uh, so uh, I picked up uh, the Thin Lizzy, yeah, Johnny the Fox, because, you know, I got Fox Mulder over here. I figured he might enjoy that. It's got a fox in the name. And uh, it's almost like it's named after him, but not really. It was <laughs> it was a prelude to Fox. <laughs> uh uh yeah, um, it wasn't really the Thin Lizzy album I would would have had a choice. I mean, it's not Jailbreak. It's not like the biggest Thin Lizzy album of all time, or one of the biggest rock albums of all time. Holy shit! At least of the seventies. I mean, it's got the Jailbreak albums. Got Jailbreak and the Boys Are Back in Town. Holy shit! I love me some Thin Lizzy. Some good shit. Boys are back. The boys are back. Um. Which I've dropped to on Call of Duty with with my buddies. We've uh, dropped back into uh, uh, the old the old Call Call of Duty, a uh, uh, Island or whatever the uh, new uh, Resurgence map is. Where I've I've rocked that. <laughs> anyway, um, just the perfect song for a, a guy's night out. As the boys are back in town, and uh, so yeah, I, I p- picked up the uh, Thin Lizzy uh, record. And uh, I uh, went to, to Schnooks and got uh, the stuff to make corned beef and cabbage because uh, I was like, well, I don't if I don't feel like going anywhere, which I was debating uh, places where I could just stop in. I didn't. I could have went to the Landing here in town and uh, just gotten takeout, but I didn't even want to step foot in a bar. It's like, man, I don't even want to step foot into a bar. It's gotten to that point. I was just fucking tired from work, and I was like, "Oh, what I, I 
what didn't occur to me though is until after I bought the shit to to make the uh, corned beef and cabbage. Williams Brothers, uh, the meat market here in town, which they you can go in and, and buy food. Which man, they've got that's uh, already made. Like that, you can get great pork burgers and stuff from there. If you just step in, you just buy yourself a pork burger. Of course, you can buy the meat to make it yourself, but. Like, oh, man, they've got great meat. I love just ingesting Williams Brothers meat. Just a big, you know, especially a big brat. Just sticking that down my throat. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> and it didn't occur to me that they would have corned beef and cabbage. It it, it didn't even cross my mind. I saw some friends post on Facebook that uh, uh, in my wrong group, uh, Donna, I believe, is the one that, that had posted about... Uh, Eating corned beef and cabbage from Williams Brothers like holy shit, and it's probably amazing. And I'm like, ooh, next year, maybe next year I'll just stop into Williams Brothers, get the corned beef and cabbage, and avoid <laughs> being around a bunch of drunk people in green, <laughs> drinking green beer as the the shitty Irish accent sneaks its way back in. Uh, but, uh, as it were, it, no, you know what? I got the stuff to make the corned beef and cabbage and I, what I used to do back in the day when I would make it myself and to tell you the truth, I don't know that I really went so much off a recipe. I just fucking got a crock pot and, uh, filled it with the brisket and, uh, third and corned beef and cabbage, you know, and had the seasoning packet from the brisket and basically went with that. Maybe added some extra mustard seeds. I don't really recall. It's been, shit, over a decade since I made it myself. And uh, I always try to avoid that, though. Cause my, my father used to make it when I was a kid. And uh, I think predominantly it was like myself and him eating. My brother would eat some of it, I think. But uh, yeah, it, it always seemed to just uh, never get fully eaten and then just sit in the fridge and then it would uh, rot. You know, cabbage is a strong smell anyway. And then uh, you cook corned beef and cabbage in a crock pot and leave all the liquid in there. And then, like, refrigerate it. After about day three, it man, it's it smells like a rotting corpse. <laughs> it's like... It's putrid. It becomes... Uh, it, it starts smelling, smelling pretty bad. And uh, at least everything in the fridge starts smelling like rotting cabbage. And... Uh, not pleasant. Anyway, I love cabbage. And uh, corned beef and cabbage, pretty fantastic. I used to really hate sauerkraut. And uh, I, I, I do enjoy it as, uh, now. I'm not, I don't know if love is the term. But, you know, I've, I mainly consist of Irish and German in my lineage. So sauerkraut seems, you know, like, like the thing to do. <laughs> and, uh. Yeah, so I went to I went before going to the store. I was like, you know what? Let's. I don't have a crock pot anymore, but let's see what. Uh, you know. The best ways of preparing this, not using a crock pot. I figure you know slow cooking it is the is the best way to go because when you slow cook it, you know you boil it or what have you. It's like that meat falls apart. 
And uh, when I've had it at restaurants, I don't think they really slow cook it quite like that. Um, I don't get me wrong. I've gone to plenty of Irish places, and they they just got some. They've got some good corned beef and cabbage, but there's something about slow cooking it forever that uh, gives it to where it just like falls apart in your mouth. You know, it falls apart. Damn it. <laughs> and uh, but I finally stumbled upon uh, or chose one to go with the uh, and. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> There's <laughs> uh, uh people are messaging me from uh other stories about me shitting myself and that's completely unrelated. <laughs> and, uh I I had mentioned stuff about me uh <clears throat> dropping a deuce under the uh the old uh, Katie Trail there under a bridge, and uh, sorry, I was a little distracted there as uh, my friend had uh, said she cannot unread this. <laughs> uh, me and Deucin. Anyway, <laughs> so so yeah, I I found this recipe as a. Uh, that's why I was pulling it up on my phone, and that's why I got the message that she commented on that. Anyway, um, this is uh, spendwithpennies.com. As, uh, now I'm just thinking of the smell of pennies and ass, you know, because ass smells like pennies. Um, my brain, it just makes connections like that. It's a, it's a weird, fucked up thing, and I was just talking about shit, so there's... <laughs> um... I kind of went with what they did. And basically, I mean, it's it's not all that different from what I would have done, say, in Crock-Pot. And uh, I adjusted a little bit differently. Like, the ingredients they call for is, of course, one corned beef brisket, three to four pounds, which I went two pounds because I'm like, I'm making it for myself. I don't want, uh, there's no need to have an insane amount of food here. So I went two pounds. And I'm glad I did because it would have taken a lot longer to cook had I gone three to four pounds. Um, says two bay leaves, which I was unable to get at Schnucks. They had bay leaves that they sold there in the spice aisle. And it was completely empty. I don't know if uh, everybody cooking corned beef and cabbage was going for the bay leaves or what. But they had a thing, and it was on the top, very top shelf. And it looked like behind there, which it was hard for me to tell if it was actually the bay leaves or not, but there was like two things of it, like way up on the very top shelf behind everything. And I tried to fucking grab it again. Of course I couldn't tell if it actually was. And I, I can get my fingers on, it, but I couldn't fucking grab it from the, you know, being a steel worker. Now I can't <laughs> close my fingers very well. That might've had something to do with it, but, and there was nothing for me to like prop, like the shelf on the, the bottom shelf wasn't stable enough there was shit on there for me to be able to put my foot on there and just give myself a slight boost and uh people were staring at me trying to get like <laughs> i felt weird i was like all right fuck it we're not getting bay leaves um but that was more of like there wasn't a spice packet in the brisket and this brisket i bought had a spice packet and uh so the bay leaves were really unimportant anyway so uh they called for two bay leaves one bottle of dark beer, optional. That seemed unoptional to me. That seemed like a must. And I think, I gotta say, I cooked it today. 
and uh, I I didn't have the time to cook it yesterday on St. Pat's. By the time I got back home, it was I didn't have like three and a half hours to cook something. Um, <laughs> and uh, I uh, yeah, and dark beer, not just dark beer. You're if you're gonna make corned beef and cabbage. And, uh, which, again, I don't believe in actual Ireland that corned beef and cabbage is, like, a big dish. <laughs> uh, I think that's an Irish-American thing. Um, but, uh, dark beer. It's Guinness, motherfuckers. There's only one dark beer you should be cooking corned beef and cabbage in. It's fucking Guinness. Um, and then it calls for, uh, one and a half pounds of baby potatoes halved which I, I don't know, I grabbed about that. I grabbed, they had a small bag of them. I might have been slightly over that, in which I got to save for one person. That's way too many fucking potatoes. I got way too much left over. Um, but they didn't have any smaller things of potatoes. I just went with the, the container that they had, the smallest one I could find. And uh, I didn't want to cook them again later or whatever, so I just fucking, that is what I had. And then it calls for a half a head of cabbage cut into wedges, which I had like a full head, but it was a smaller head of cabbage. I tried to find a smaller one, and that ended up being like too, way too many vegetables for me. Um, but uh, then there's three tablespoons of salted butter or to taste, and then salt and pepper, and then a quarter cup of fresh parsley. Um which I didn't do any salt and pepper. And it never says anything about and the salt and pepper might be more of the thing if there's no seasoning packets. But I got to say at the, uh, I cooked it today again. And, uh, the, the potatoes could have used some salt and pepper, I guess, or some, some other seasoning on it. They did seem not as flavorful, but I got to tell you cooking this stuff, like the instructions say to, of course, place the corned beef in a large stock pot, add spice packet. If your corned beef came with it, which mine did, I did do that. Add one bottle of beer, optional. This is, again, it's not optional. Add the Guinness, man. Cook it in Guinness. That was the real magic of this. And uh, it says uh, you add in the the Guinness over the cord beef and enough water to cover completely, which I, yeah, you, you do that. And then uh, bring it to a boil, reduce heat, and cover. Simmer for 45 to 50 minutes per pound till the meat is fork tender approximately two and a half to three and a half hours. Um, then once tender, remove the meat from the pot and cover. Reserve the cooking liquid. This will flavor your vegetables. Place corned beef in a 250 degree uh, uh, oven to keep warm. That's Fahrenheit, to be clear. In, the, in case there's any foreigners listening that uh, go by Celsius, the Canadian audience and, and whatnot, which... I don't know, maybe Canada, they go by Fahrenheit. I don't remember. But yeah, plenty of other countries use Celsius. Um, bring the corned beef water back up to a boil. Once, of course, you put the uh, you remove that uh, corned beef and put it in the oven. Um, bring it back to a boil, add in vegetables, and cook an additional 20 to 30 minutes or until tender. And place the vegetables in a large bowl and toss with butter and parsley to taste, which I actually fucked up. I did that before I boiled them. Might have been a different experience. Um, then slice the corned beef against the grain. And there you go. And, uh, man, I, I, I cooked that up today. And uh, 
I really should have thought about it beforehand about, you know, seeing what friends of mine enjoyed corned beef and cabbage. And maybe I could have made that and then uh, say not had so many damn leftovers. But I did message my good friend Megan, or uh, commonly referred to as Balls in our run group. That's the old uh, DRC nickname, whereas mine would be Dushine. Um, but uh, I didn't realize her that she's got a, a big love for the corned beef and cabbage. I was like, oh, fuck. I could have gone over to John and Megan's and uh, maybe done corned beef and cabbage and uh, or just let them know in advance and then at least given Megan some of this so I don't have to eat all this corned beef and cabbage. Uh, as it were, though, uh, yeah, man, cooking it. Um, I put the uh, first thing I did, of course, put the brisket in the uh, the pot. I turn around for a second to throw away the uh, package that the uh, brisket came in into the trash can. And sure enough, Fox, Agent Fox Mulder gets on the fucking counter and starts licking the blood off the fucking corned beef. Like, you motherfucker. (laughs) For a second. You damn scrounge. Uh, You fucking... (laughs) You you bastard. (laughs) Anyway. I mean, he... Oh, I immediately got him off the counter. I was unhappy about that, but uh, <clears throat> he uh, he wanted that blood, and uh, <laughs> he he was in it. as soon as man he's any kind of food nowadays. Like he's he's on it, especially since I've gone back to feeding him manually, and he's not able to stick his leg up inside the automatic feeder and get more food out when he whenever he wants. And. Uh, <clears throat> And yeah, I, I so I had that, and then then I dumped the uh, Guinness in the in the pot and the water, and uh, I had the seasoning packet, of course, drop that in. And the whole time I had to run defense to make sure that the cat didn't get back up there and uh, try to get uh, attack my 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 brisket, <laughs> and uh, so uh, so that added an extra element. To, to cooking, and that made it to where I had to, of course, stay <laughs> around the food most of the time. As long as, if, if it was uncovered, it had to, I had to protect it. And, uh, so, uh, I, uh, as soon as I, I added the heat, man, and, uh, it started to boil. Like, holy shit. Even before it started to boil, really, like the Guinness, like began to have like such a thick head on it, on um, on the whole pot, and like the the kitchen started just smelling of Guinness, which was fantastic. I don't, I think even if you're not a fan of Guinness, like it is such like a malted, like milkshake kind of smell to it. It's just so good, so good. It's just uh just a, a great smell. Makes me think of like beef stew because there's awful. If you haven't had like a like a beef stew like made with Guinness, that's pretty fantastic as well. I've had some uh, dessert bread from Schnooks before too that was made with Guinness and that was fucking phenomenal. Guinness has some great flavor. Like even if you're like not into drinking it, like because uh, I hated it when I first had Guinness. Fucking hated it. It was just so thick. I thought it was like drinking motor oil. Then having it in Ireland, had it poured on draft just the right way, you know, just oh, so good. Since then, I've really enjoyed it, and like, there's there's just a lot of good flavor in Guinness. 
And when I cooked it in that pot, man, I mean, it's just the smell. I, again, it still smells like this. This is a several hours after I cooked it, and my uh, I'm in the upstairs where the kitchen is in the downstairs in the penthouse, and it still smells of Guinness up here. It smells more like Guinness up here, whereas downstairs it smells more like cabbage. <laughs> I'd prefer the Guinness smell. Uh, I love cabbage, but man, yeah, cabbage can smell a bit a bit strong. <laughs> it doesn't smell rancid yet. I'm afraid. You know, I've got leftovers in the fridge. I tried to drain the water out of it. I'm hoping that it helps it hold longer. But uh, man, yeah, it was something else like cooking that on there. It, it, it's, I don't know why I, I mixed the steps up, though, with the vegetables. With the, uh, I didn't go for the carrots. And uh, thankfully, because I already had enough, uh, <laughs> I already had quite enough uh, in the in the uh, of the potatoes and the cabbage. Adding more carrots to it just in would have seemed like a lot. And uh, I'm not a big carrot fan anyway. And like I, usually, I'm just used to. When I have corn, bean, and cabbage, not having carrots in there, it just it seemed unnecessary. Slow cooking the carrots, though, I'm fine with that. But you know, eating a carrot like raw, definitely don't really care for that so much. This is like in a salad sort of situation, but uh, <clears throat> like slow cooking them in a stew or like corn, bean, and cabbage, I'm I'm fine with that. But again, yeah, it just it seemed unnecessary to add the carrots. So. uh so yeah, I I ended up cooking. There was two pounds of the corned beef uh, brisket there, and I originally set my timer for two and a half hours, and it still I didn't think it felt uh, you know good enough when I stuck the fork in the first time at the two and a half, and when I forked it. <laughs> At the two and a half hours. Um, it didn't feel tender to me at the two and a half hours. Maybe I, I had too low of a temperature. I don't know. But I felt it felt pretty firm still. And that I wanted this shit to fall apart. That's how I like meat. When I want to put meat, a big, a big thing of meat inside my mouth. I want that stuff to just fall apart in your mouth, you know? Be warm and moist and just kind of fall apart in your mouth, you know? Just kind of disintegrate in my mouth. I don't want to have to chew it. I want it to just kind of swallow it. I want to swallow that meat. <laughs> and just taste it the whole time. <laughs> um, But, uh... But yeah, there's uh it was the the two and a half hours again, it was not real tender to to my thought. Um yeah, it probably I maybe I dropped the temperature too much. Um but I find like yeah, slow cook when it comes to slow cooking, you really want stuff to be tender. I mean, just slow cooking it for a really long time, lower temperatures. I mean, I'm not like an advanced cook or anything like that. I don't cook very often at all. But uh, I think in the end I did did a pretty damn good job of it. Um, I uh, like I had it maxed out to you know on the temp on the stove there to uh, 
get it to a boil, and then uh, I kept lowering it down because it didn't seem like I lowered it enough. Like I had it on the you know the stove there. The knob goes to like there's eight, and then I guess there's a little above eight, which is probably more like nine or ten, where it just says high. Uh, not like 11, like the old uh, podcast here. <laughs> We're going to 11. Um, I ended up dropping it down to like cooking it on like uh, on low at like around two or so ish. Because if I even if I had it on like three to four, man, it, on medium heat, it was. It still wanted to boil and like go to where it was like uh, bubbling out out of the pot. And that's no good because it uh, got inside the stove tap there on the on the underneath the burners, and uh, that was no fun to clean. Guinness, for fun fact, it tastes really good cooking uh, it and stuff. Kind of a bitch to get off uh, burners <laughs> and the burner uh, covers and stuff. Or, well, the yeah, the whatever <laughs> your stove top. Um. But, uh, yeah, it was, I kept it really low heat and just tried to, you know, just simmer it. And uh, I ended up checking it at the two and a half hours. And then I was like, oh, let's try another half an hour and see what that, what that does. Still didn't feel like it was tender. I feel like I, I'm not exactly sure how long I ended up leaving it in there. But I, it had to be every bit of, like, the three and a half hours or so. And so if I would have had, like, a three to four pounds, man, I, I figure I'd probably want to go like five, six hours. I don't know. I guess it depends on what heat you end up actually keeping the simmer at. I kept it really on the low end there. Maybe if you kept it more at medium heat, you know, you could get by, but yeah, I don't know. The, the slow cook is is really what you want, you know? And uh, you don't want to cook it too fast. And... By the time, yeah, the, the the three and a half or what, whatever it was, like it started to feel pretty damn tender with the fork. I'm like, oh, you know what? It spent enough time in there. I was like, I I want to actually do other things tonight other than cook corned beef and cabbage. So I'm like, I, this is gonna be where it's at, I think. And then I uh, put the uh, took the meat out of the pot and put it on the uh, pizza pan and uh, wrapped it in foil. Uh, to cover it, to keep that heat in there. And then I put that in the uh, oven because I didn't really have a dish that I could cover it with to put it in the oven. So I just fucking wrapped that fucker in foil to keep that heat in there and then uh, like left that in the oven. at the Again, at the 250. Mainly just, you know, keep that sucker warm while I uh, boil these vegetables and the uh, aftermath of the Guinness. Guinness? I don't know why I put an ish at the end there. Guinness? Guinness, <laughs> the Guinness, and uh, you know the the broth I made with this cooking this corned beef, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it and I I cooked those vegetables in there for a good thirty minutes, the like it like it suggested, and that seemed to work fine for the vegetables. Of course, with the vegetables, I brought it to a boil and left that shit at a boil and just fucking boiled those fuckers the whole time. And uh, I think they turned it out good. Again, the the, the potatoes could have used a little bit of seasoning on them. I feel just just a bit, some 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 pepper or something. 
add a little bit of something. And uh, other than that, man, I thought it turned out really well. I fucked up again, of course, before boiling the vegetables. I I put the butter and the parsley in, (laughs) tossed them in a bowl. And uh, because I read the the instructions a few times, and then I just was, I don't know. I I went dyslexic for a moment. I'm not sure what happened, but I did it in reverse order. And uh, that that just happened to be where it was. Um, (laughs) And uh, it was, in the end, it turned out good, though. I I was really pleased with how it turned out, man, when I I got that meat back out. And uh, I cut into that. It was... falling apart which is which is what you want when you slow cook meat you want that meat to just fall apart i remember seeing uh i don't remember which show it was uh but anthony bourdain one of his shows because i know he had more than one show um but he had gone to spain and they had a uh pig roast and they cut the pig using a plate they just like tapped it with a plate and the meat just like disintegrated like fell apart and just you could have a perfect cut with just tapping it with the plate you know I was like holy shit that's gotta be some amazing meat that's some amazing swine and uh that's that's kinda that's how I like uh that's how I like meat (laughs) uh that's honoring an animal because, you know, you want to eat every portion of it. And, uh, you know, the animal did give its life. So at least, you know, you can really enjoy it. And you don't want to be like, oh, I really hated eating that. That just, anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit loopy. <laughs> Might have been from smelling the Guinness for hours on end. There, There's something about putting that in the air for a while. Um, and, uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, it it turned out great though, and then uh, that meat again, it was so God, so fucking good. I I don't know how I never cooked it in Guinness before. Well, of course, when I used to make it, I think this was back in the time when I didn't like Guinness. That probably had something to do with it. But now it's like, why don't I cook everything in Guinness? I mean, that was amazing, and that just having the Guinness smell in there was like, holy shit. Everything should be cooked in Guinness. You know, if I want to make spaghetti, add some Guinness. It's, uh, I don't know, makes meatballs, boil that shit in Guinness, and then stick it in, <laughs> stick it in the spaghetti. Guinness balls. Uh, Guinness ball spaghetti. That would be, mm, that would be good. I think that would be good. Uh, you know, just fucking pot roast Guinness I mean that's just duh why not I mean slow cook it in Guinness it's the way to go pop tarts dude you slow cook that shit in Guinness <laughs> that might be a little difficult though to slow cooking that I don't know if you want to slow cook it maybe just kind of let it just lightly cover it in Guinness you know let it soak in a little bit <laughs> And then bake it? I don't know. <laughs> but Guinness just makes it just makes everything better. It's uh it's just fantastic. You just it's the the Irish uh know what they're saying, I think, when they say that uh Guinness is good for you. Um 
Unless, of course, you got a problem with alcohol. But, you know, if you're cooking with it, it cooks the alcohol out. At least with the slow cook, man. I didn't get any kind of buzz. Um, that came from drinking the Guinness with it. That was where my buzz came from. I'd had all the alcohol still in it. And uh, pairing it with the corned beef and cabbage, it just seemed like uh, Sleepless in Seattle would say, uh, the, uh, the the little girl in there, MFEO, made for each other. Guinness and corned beef and cabbage. These things are... It's like ham and burger, <laughs> peas and carrots, Jenny and Forrest, Guinness and corned beef and cabbage. It's, it's the, uh, I mean, it's just the rules of the world, of, of nature. <laughs> These things, it's just true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of, Corned beef and cabbage, which I realize there's a lot of people that do not like it. I think it's mainly the uh, the cabbage part. Is, uh, cabbage is one of those things you either love it or hate it situations. And uh, I think it's mainly a smell situation. Um, But it's definitely, if you're going to cook it, man, cook that shit in, in Guinness. Boil that Guinness. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's been uh, eleven years now. Um, side note uh, of the podcast as uh, our humble beginnings started out there in Edwardsville, Illinois. As uh, we started in, in uh, again uh, Shelley's old apartment, and uh, it was actually the second time we recorded in there. Like we did like a a test run of the show. I had just bought in. A couple of mics. I had just two microphones starting out. And uh, I had just stopped working at a radio station I'd worked at for a year. And uh, we're like, you know, let's let's try a podcast. And initially, I didn't think it was going to be any of this, me just talking for a fucking hour. Definitely didn't ever think that I was personally, just me, myself, <laughs> going to end up talking into a microphone for an hour or more. Um, <laughs> with the with Agent Fox Mulder behind me, <laughs> and uh, never had any intention of just ran, again talk going solo. But my my thought was initially because I enjoyed making commercials and doing audio production. That there would be more like sketches and stuff, and the talking wasn't going to be much uh, of any part of it. And uh, just never ended up making much in the way of sketches and everything. That uh, ended up just focusing on doing a conversation. And uh, that's, yeah, that's what I've done for 11 years now. And uh, we actually, the first episode, we recorded it on St. Pat's, but I didn't release it on St. Patrick's Day. We waited till uh, we had two, two of them in the can. I want to say maybe in three, but it was two. We've we'd recorded two episodes, and because uh, my thought was, I didn't want to have to do it every week, <laughs> like I am now. Um, 
initially we were doing it every other week because I was driving out to Illinois. Um, it's like an hour and a half drive from here to Edwardsville. Uh, and I would drive out there and I would load up all the podcast gear into my car. I had several containers with shit, headphones, wires, soundboard, um, and uh, all the gear. <laughs> I would load it all up into my car, drive out to Illinois, and spend like an hour setting the shit up. <laughs> like we would go hang out beforehand before I really set it up, I guess. We'd go and have like dinner or whatever in uh, the old Edwardsville. And uh, again, this is I was much younger at the time. I was like 31. <laughs> I had a lot more energy. And uh, driving for an hour and a half didn't kill me as much as it would now. Like, man, I wouldn't have any energy to do jack shit if I drove to Illinois tonight. Um, But, yeah, I would drive out there. And then we'd go hang out for a little bit. And then I'd spend an hour setting this shit up. And uh, then we'd, you know, spend like an hour more talking. And then I'd have to tear all that shit down. And that, you know, would take quite some time. better part of an hour <laughs> tearing down was at least quicker than setting it up for the most part um still took a while and if we had you know i eventually had you know multiple mics set up in the place but uh early early days yeah i like those first two episodes like uh, i didn't put them out immediately like uh because I figured I'd have a few in the can before, like, initially releasing it. So, coincidentally, I didn't do this on purpose, but coincidentally, just, like, the most convenient day to to finally publish it was uh, 420 of that year, of 2012. It was April 20th, uh, you know, the pot smokers holiday, also Adolf Hitler's birthday, and the day that, um, I almost said Bowling for Columbine, but no, I don't know when that dropped, the documentary dropped, but the... Columbine shooting happened. That's, and it's also we uh, launched big tax on Kosovo the same day that happened. Um, but a lot of you know, there's people don't talk about that part on 420. They just talk about that it was uh, it's the smokers' holiday because I guess it was police code is where that initially came up for is that there was marijuana. There's we got a 420 in progress. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe there was something before that. Or maybe Adolf Hitler was really big into pot. I'm not sure. I know he was into meth, doing the pervitin, and uh, I believe he was into like barb. He was into all kinds kinds of shit there at the end. You can see all that video where his hands are shaking and shit. He's all fucking rattled, and uh, <clears throat> he was a psycho. There was that too. <laughs> there was also a lot of medication. Anyway. Yeah, I digress yet again. And uh yeah, that was the the early days of the show. And then uh it slowly began just when I was we were doing the every other week as uh, I would give myself a week off, which was nice. I didn't have to drive I didn't have to drive out to uh Edwardsville every week. That was convenient. And then we started doing it a little bit differently. I would drive out to Edwardsville the one week. And then I would record one from home, and sometimes Shelly would come out and do it. And then I f- think 
early days I had a hard time with the I guess the older phones the hooking them up with the soundboard as uh, now it's a lot easier for me to run a phone line into my soundboard I have a different soundboard too but though I haven't called anybody on the podcast in a long time I it's rough audio it's hard to get good audio from a phone call and uh it's it's really tough and uh for years we would do it over the phone though like like the every other week and I would still call Shelly from uh <clears throat> doing the show when I wasn't there in Edwardsville but the audio is yeah not great of course the audio in the early shows were not, was not great either that's uh <laughs> I feel like now it's it's quite a bit better um maybe still not the best as it could be but I feel like it's pretty decent and uh yeah, it just kind of evolved from there. And uh, as we once we started doing like the weekly show, and uh, so many guests, man, early on the early days, and then uh, when the, once the pandemic hit, that became when it was just like, oh, it's just me. <laughs> Occasionally, I would have somebody on. I've you know, it's been a while since I've had anybody else on. Shelley was on. I don't know, several months back, whenever the hell that was. Um, but yeah, we had like Danny Trebejo was on all the time in the early days. Uh, there was uh, Mark Ping, bitch. <laughs> we would every time we'd say Mark Ping, I'd play the Freddy clip of uh, him saying bitch. That uh, he was of course on the first episode with us, and uh, the greatest story. If you go back to that first episode, the best part about that. Is marketed a bit to like when he was uh, playing a lot in bands that uh, like, is he on a tour somewhere? I don't remember exactly what the story was, but like uh, <laughs> they were they were he was in a hotel room. I guess he was on tour or of some kind, and uh, they <laughs> he picked up a girl at a mall, and uh, they went back to the hotel room. And we're doing. He was doing some kind of bondage shit, you know, tying her up. Which it it sounded like that was consensual. Like she was into it. I would like to say that it didn't sound like he kidnapped the girl. However, <laughs> after he ties this girl up, his manager or something like calls the the room or like knocks on the door or something of that nature. I'd have to go back and listen to the actual story. Um, my memory of it is getting a little foggy. Um, but uh, he. <laughs> His manager or someone else like tells him like, "Hey, we're having a party, such and such," and he's like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'm going to this party." And I guess he just forgot about the girl. I guess they were partying a lot. Maybe he was a little intoxicated. Again, details are a little foggy on this now, but he said he just left with her tied up in the bathroom. <laughs> Apparently, she got out. I don't know how she got out. Maybe he didn't tie her that well. <laughs> The way he told it, it was like, holy shit, you just left this woman tied up. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> and that's that's that was the uh, beginning of that as. Uh, oh, and then and then Danny, Danny was one of the best uh, early guests as. Uh, <clears throat> we were excited because Mark uh, knew Danny. He was friends with Danny and uh, 
we said we wanted to get a transvestite on and we like we were like man it'd be fucking great because like uh Shelly and i we hadn't ventured out that you know like uh i guess in the times we grew up in uh and the area that you know not very open area there's it's a very right-wing place and uh a lot of homophobia and such and so we didn't uh hang around a lot of uh, gay people and such. I didn't know any transvestites. I, that, well, I mean, maybe I did. I just didn't know they were transvestites, you know, or whatever. And it was just like, man, it'd be awesome to have a transvestite on and like fucking hear about like the, uh, the drag shows and stuff. And Mark's like, I know a tranny. (laughs) Well, I don't even say tranny, I guess, but uh, he's like, I know transvestite. I do all the drag shows and stuff. Turns out Danny did not. But he very much liked the taste of sausage, that Danny. And, man, he had some great stories. And we, we, we had, like, that first conversation we had with Danny. It was, like, so fantastic as we uh, had all kinds of questions about gay sex. <laughs> I think we – I don't remember if we touched on sounding with the first episode where you – maybe Danny did bring that up. I don't remember. But sounding, of, if you're unfamiliar, is where you stick different things up the pee hole and, uh, like, different objects inside the pee hole. Uh, in your in your dick, to be clear, <laughs> on the mail, <laughs> and I I don't want to try it. It it doesn't sound uh, just sticking like a Q-tip in there. Just ah uh, yeah no no. I've been you know anytime in a doctor's office and they've done anything like that. Like no, this is this is not enjoyable. <laughs> but I think docking's also too. Like if you stick <laughs> that might be if you you stick the other dick inside. I don't know. There's maybe that's got to do with the foreskin. I hope so. Uh, not the pee hole. Yeah, I think that might be with the foreskin. My uh, my jargon's a bit off these days. Um, but uh, we had gr- a lot of great talk. That first talk with Danny it was probably the best. I mean, we went on for like three hours. We were talking to him and about uh, if he'd ever been torn and stuff. And uh, yeah, just gems. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, of course. And then, uh, she had a couple years in was when we met Fiener and, uh, the, the late great Fiener who again, unfortunately passed away. And I guess it was 2020 now. Um, it was during the pandemic. He, uh, was hit by a car and such, but, uh, he was, he was like a super fan of the show. And, uh, like, uh, although I don't know that he was aware of it before being on it. After he was on, he would listen to the show like all the fucking time, and uh, <clears throat> quite the alcoholic that one. And uh, <laughs> on a, on a side note, but uh, he was <laughs> he was an interesting character that one. Um, as uh, we had some some fun times with Fiener, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I sh- shit the bed in Russia during this time. <laughs> During the, these 11 years, it's been a pretty crazy 11 years. I, I flew to Russia. The the first time I'd ever left the United States of America, I decided to go to Russia and uh, have a little bit of an adventure. And uh, what I did was shit the bed. <laughs> Spray the bed's more accurate. That's uh, But I don't want to get into that story. That's kind of a long story. Uh, if you if just look up Russia... Type that into the search on the slapboxpodcast.com. You go in there in the search bar, put in Russia, 
and then you'll you'll find if you go to 2014 that's when I flew to Russia so two years after we started I I left there and then I I shit the bed in Russia and then of course I I went on to travel to Europe uh, was it like five or six more times as uh Oh, five more times. I had to count. I've been there six times. I need to make it seven. Seven's more of a, a number that I like. Um, that's my number. Uh, yeah, and we used to do the Will Roulette when I would travel overseas, which, again, I haven't been overseas now since, like, 2019. Damn you, COVID. Um, and uh, we would uh, – it started out as uh, – we had, like, Yahtzee or <laughs> – we did Dice the first year – which I was going to Russia, you would think if we were going to have like basically a chance game to uh, win my belongings and I was going to Russia, you'd think I would have thought of, hey, Russian roulette. (laughs) No. For whatever reason, we decided on that trip that I shit the bed in that we would play a dice game to see who would (laughs) end up with my belongings. We, of course, do uh, each item. But then the next year when I went to Ireland for the first time, which, oh, such a love, such a love for Ireland. I can't help but think about it anytime it gets even remotely close to St. Pat's or just, you know, all year round. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, man, I just thinking of Ireland. Oh, I'm just now I'm just I'm going to be thinking about that. But uh, that first trip to Ireland is when we're like, dude, we should get a cap gun <laughs> and play Russian roulette to see who, uh, to make out my will, to create my will. And so it became will roulette, which was one of my favorite things like the, but at the last time I did, it was getting pretty, pretty boring. Like it wasn't as exciting, but the the first couple times we did roulette, will roulette, I feel like it was pretty good and it got pretty entertaining. There was a, the doctor uh when he was on and i remember it's my i think this is before i went to germany this must have been one of the ireland trips but dr h greenley he was definitely on one of the uh episodes where we did the uh the will roulette cuz i remember talking about the 64 and stuff and there was like a trade i think there was a trade between trebejo and the doctor Involving my car and and the uh, Nintendo 64, if I remember correctly. It was something of that nature. There was, uh, damn it. I, let me see if I've got, no, I guess I don't have a clip of that of the, uh, loaded up. But I had, at one point in time, part of that saved as uh Oh, I see where it is. I thought I named it something else, but it was closed on Tuesdays that had something to do with it. <laughs> but yeah, there was a trade. I want to say it was for my car, which was at the time a Ford Focus. Now my car is worth a little bit more money, I guess. The Mini Cooper, I don't know. If I had a choice, though, you know, I I might be... <laughs> I feel like... I feel like if could get the car and sell it though and then uh, even if I didn't want the car and then go buy a Nintendo 64 along with some other shit <laughs> but there was literally a trade for like the Nintendo 64 in my car which was absolutely fantastic uh, <laughs> uh, 
And the last year we played it, it ended up being too, like my stuff was like, oh, I didn't have the guitars that I have now, which I feel like that would be a hot item if we ever do Will Roulette again. And uh, now that I've got uh, some higher end guitars and quite the uh, nice effects pedals, um, it started to be like, okay, who wants my shit <laughs> in the last episode? Because by that point, my Ford Focus was getting pretty rough. And, you know, there's only a real big ticket item. Now, see, I could auction off, I mean, they're the Will Roulette over my, uh, the uh, Slapbox penthouse now. There would be some more higher items. You got the Gibson Les Paul, which is pretty fantastic. And, uh, oh, man. I I would, I guess I, part of the will, too, would be who would take care of, of Fox, but I feel like... That shouldn't be a chance thing, although it was a chance thing for me. It, he just showed up at the door. It was freezing cold, and I let him in. <laughs> uh, so maybe Will Roulette's kind of a chance in that matter, too, but hopefully they would care for for him as well. As uh, Also, <laughs> the Will Roulette, I forgot. I would... <laughs> I. Th- yeah, I did uh, Will Roulette food. I, I, <laughs> I made a cum sock. Uh, I put it in a Ziploc bag. I, I had a cum sock that I put in a Ziploc bag. And kept it for cloning purposes in case I did die. I think we... I, I'm pretty sure we, uh, we did have to play for that as well with the Will Roulette. And of course, my mother wasn't there for any of them, but we did... We did include her, and it was like, you know what? Mom might want some of my stuff. <laughs> Do you remember me by? I don't think she ever got the cum sock in the uh, will roulette because we would write it down, and then I would sign it afterwards, <laughs> like, like almost like a somewhat <laughs> legitimate will. <laughs> but I uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I I inst- I c- clearly remember at least at one point playing because like. I, I think why we chose to include my mother in it anyway was so I would get a chance to uh, be a part of the Will Roulette and be able to spin the, uh, you know, <laughs> take a shot uh, for 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 the win. I wanted to feel more involved, so uh, I played for her, and uh, I, I definitely remember going, okay, for the cum sock. <laughs> Oh, man. And if I remember correctly, uh, you know, I was kind enough. I, I want to cl- clarify. I mean, it was a legit cum sock. I, <laughs> I, I jerked off and wiped up my cum with a sock. <laughs> and then I put it in a Ziploc bag. The Ziploc, I mean, I was kind enough to put it in a Ziploc bag. I zipped it up real nice, got all the air out. And uh, I may not have bothered with all the air. I feel like... I should have, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't clearly remember that part, but I definitely put it in. I made sure it was fresh too, before bringing it over for the podcast. I did. I don't know if I did it that day or the the night before, but I feel like I, I kept it pretty fresh. And then we put it in, uh, there was at least one year where I did that, brought one and then, uh, in a Ziploc bag and threw it in Muffin Man's freezer. (laughs) 
Oh, shit. I am, uh, wow. Uh, this is, uh, bringing this up is like, oh, I feel like this would, uh, be a lot for a therapist to unpack. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what's the thing going on for 11 years ish. You know, there's been a lot going on since then, or, you know, there's 11 years is a lot, a lot of time. That was mainly my thirties. So there was, uh, some, some fun times in there and then, and then the pandemic hit fuckers, fucking fuckers, fucking, fucking Rona. Damn you, Rona. And your Rona-ness. <laughs> you fucking, uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, boil everything in Guinness, man. Cook everything in Guinness. Just just live it up. You want to really live life, cook it in Guinness, motherfuckers. And uh, I guess that's all I've got. As always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.